Praise God. Can we give it up for every ministry that is active and we really, really appreciate what you guys do. How many of you remember last week's sermon? Title was what? Back to the basics. Amen. Interesting that when, when God begins to deal with us, He always takes us to beginning. Yeah. So this morning I want to share, and I titled the message, Back to the Cross. And then we will have a communion. You know, the, the message of the cross, Apostle Paul says in Corinthians, he says, it is foolish to those who are being perished. But for us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So can we go with me straight to the word, uh, Romans chapter 12. If you're here first time and you hear me speak, I do speak with accent and my linguistics ain't that perfect. And I use sometimes wrong vocabularies. And, um, and um, um, everybody noticed this. And if you laugh, I'm okay. Um, I don't get offended when people laugh when I make mistake. <laughs> we'll just talk later. I'll meet you at the coffee shop. <laughs> Are you there? Yes, Romans 12. And I, I know that all of you heard this uh, the scripture. I read this scripture so many times. And um, the unique part about the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Spirit begins to use the scripture that you know so well. And He begins to use it in a way that you didn't see it before. So I hope... That, that's what you're going to see this morning. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let, him be a, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is a truly the way to worship Him. And do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Holy Spirit, we're so thankful for your presence in this place. Holy Spirit, we're honored by your presence. We didn't deserve it but you are here because you're faithful to your word. And you said where there's two or three gathered in your name, you will be among us. And today we're not here to receive something from men, but we want your word to change us, to transform us, so we can become more and more like Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. 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 And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. What has He done for you? 
You know, I noticed that one of the things that becomes hard or it becomes hard for us to give ourselves, it's when what He's done for us becomes fade away or we begin to forget what He accomplished for us. And then our life becomes more valuable for us than it was before in the beginning when we just experienced the salvation. I mean, if you remember those moments when you got saved, you were, you were ready to give everything. Those moments when we get to encounter God in a way that He never touched us before and we were willing to give everything. And Apostle Paul says, I, I'm telling you this in the light what He accomplished for you because otherwise you will never give your life to Him. Whoa. And I, um, I want us to, to just simply think, what did he have done for me? Because Apostle Paul says, because of all he has done for you. What has he done for me? Or I should say, what has He done for me that would push me not to give Him 10%, not to give Him 90%, but actually give Him my life. Lay down my life in a way, and Apostle Paul says, in a way that He will find acceptable, that He will find pleasing to Himself. Not what I think. Okay, well, God, I think this is enough. I think... This is where it needs to stop. No, Apostle Paul says, in the way that he will find pleasing. You know, there's, in the beginning in Genesis, we see two people bringing sacrifice. Cain and Abel, he, they brought a sacrifice and one was accepted and the other one was not. And the reason why, because one was brought with faith and by faith and that was acceptable sacrifice for him. Every time we see that we need to involve our faith in it, that means you can't do it by yourself. Why would you need faith when, to offer yourself? You need faith because without faith, it is impossible to offer yourself. And not just, okay, well, I believe that I can do this. I, I, I can do this. And you begin to motivate. No, you truly begin to trust God with your life. Saying, God, I'm, I'm, I'm offering my life to you and I'm trusting that it will be a pleasing sacrifice to you. Not what I think would be pleasing. No, it's what you say would be pleasing. And he continues and he says, this is a truly the way to worship him. This is, and I know that we have worship set. I know that we have worship teams. I know but Apostle Paul says that this is the truly, the, the, the right way to worship. It's, it's when your body is on the altar. It's when you offer yourself as a living sacrifice. And yes, during worship, we, we, we give our bodies, we offer ourselves. It's when, we, it's when you don't feel to raise your hands, 
But by faith you say, God, you know, I'm just going to praise you. I'm just going to honor you, what you've done for me. I'm just going to remember what you've done for me. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what I feel. All I'm going to choose is stand on your word. And your word says that I am more than a conqueror. Your word says I am a righteous. I am a holy. So therefore I have no right to come to you. It's because of your grace I'm coming to you and I choose to lift my hands. I choose to praise you. I choose to open up your my mouth and praise you. And Bible says this is... A sacrifice also when we do this but most of all it's our life laying down on the altar this is the way to worship that's why Jesus when he was talking to a woman by the well he says the time will come where the true worshipers will worship in any place in any place it's when you don't want to testify but you choose to testify because you know that your life doesn't belong to you any place at work God begins to use you not because you're talented no just because you were laying on the altar at the moment where he needed to use you you were there for him and that's the worship it's not it's not some kind of achievement no for him it is the worship when you choose to keep your life on the altar don't copy the behavior of and customs of this world what is the behavior of this world if you want if you want to be great you need to push everybody aside and make sure you are great the behavior of this world that you are like Alexander says God of your life you are the one who who everybody should worship you are the one who everybody owns everything you are the one that's the behavior of this world to use someone to promote yourself but Jesus says the greatest among you must be a servant but those who exalt themselves will be humbled And those who humble themselves will be exalted. See, Jesus says, if, if you want to become great, just become a servant. James says, humble yourself and God will lift you up at the right time. He knows the right time when it's safe for you to be lifted up. He knows that time. And by us keeping our life on the altar, again, it represents our trust to God. God, if I'm not being lifted up, if I'm, if I'm not being noticed, I'm just going to trust you because you hold my life. You hold my life. You know the time that I should be promoted. You know the time that, that I should be lifted up. And if I'm not, that means you're protecting me. You're keeping me safe. That means I'm not ready. That means you know the right time. And God begins to deal with us. He, he's more concerned what we have inside than what we have outside. He's more concerned about that. And to allow Him to deal with our inside, it is trust. Why? Because He'll deal with the motive of your heart. He'll deal with it. And Apostle Paul continues. But let God 
transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And let God transform you. You, you won't be able to change the way you think. It's impossible. Again, he says, let God transform you the way you think, the, the, the way you look at life, what's your perspective, everything. Only God can do it. Only He can do it. How can He do it? And that's where the mystery of the cross comes in. That without the cross, it is impossible for us to change the way we think. That's why when we look at Apostle Paul, he's writing in Romans chapter 1, he says, I can't wait when I come to you guys to Rome to preach the message about the cross. Now, the, Rome, the church in Rome already existed for more than 20 years. In the first verses, Apostle Paul says, your faith is being known around the world. But then he says, I want to come to you and I want to share the message of the cross to you. Because it is the power of God to salvation to every those who believe from the beginning to the end. That means if you're 20 years as a believer, the cross has power in your life. If you just got saved, cross has power in your life. If you've been Christian all your life, the cross has power in your life to transform us, to change us the way we think. Corinthians chapter 2, Apostle Paul says, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the, of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery the hidden wisdom which God ordained it before the ages for our glory. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they knew, they would not have crucified the, the Lord of glory. So Paul says, what we, the mystery that we preach, it's the cross. It's the cross. It's not wisdom of this world. It's not, it's not philosophy of this world. No, he says, we preach the cross. Isaiah chapter 52, verse 10. The Lord has made bare his holy arm. In the Russian Bible, it says, the Lord has revealed his muscle. The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations. And all the earth, ends of the earth shall see the salvation of God. You know, when I, when I read this verse, I always remember, like, those of you who watch MMA and, and the, before the fight, when they look at each other and then they show their muscles, and they yell, and, and this world, 
People show their, their, their military, they, they brag about it. But God says, I will show my muscle. The time will come that I will reveal my glory. And that glory would be, that was he talking about, that will be hidden in the cross. It's in the cross. And Isaiah 53 says, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Again, who has believed that report? And to whom the arm of the Lord was revealed? The mighty hand of God that was revealed. And it was hidden in the cross. It was hidden in the cross. Then how do I transform my mind by looking at the cross? And I think the, the great example that we see in Exodus when when Israelites began to complain and God and they sinned before God and God begins to send snakes, poison snakes and people begin to die. And then they come to Moses and they say we sinned against God and against you so please pray for us. And Moses goes and he prays and God says make a snake and put it on the stick and everyone who looks on the snake with faith they will be healed. Something that was killing them, something that was destroying them, it was on the stick. And when they would look on the stick, they would get healed. Jesus says, I will be like a snake in the desert that was be on the stick. And everyone who looks at me will be healed. Something that that, that crawls into our life, pride, selfishness, and, and we battle in our thoughts and all we need to do, we need to look on the, on the cross. We need to see everything that, was, everything that goes against us, that's tried to destroy us, we need to see it in Jesus, on the cross. And that's, that's, that's your victory is not when you, when you try to get all your will together and overcome it by your will. No, it's when you try to see everything that goes against you on the cross with Jesus. It's being crucified. And every time devil comes to attack you, you say, no, it's, it's on the cross. It doesn't belong to me. This is, this is not who I am. It's on the cross. I am free in Jesus' name. I can serve people. I can minister to people. Why? Because I'm free. And every time that something tried to come, you, you look at the cross. That's why this is our power. That's why we change the way we think. That's why our priorities begin to change. Why? Because we see the cross in our life. Apostle Paul says, I refuse to know anything except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He could choose any topic to learn, to study. And Apostle Paul was a very, very wise man. But he says, I choose to know Christ and Him crucified. Now, why does Apostle Paul tell us that you need to transform your life, change the way you think? And then he says, and then you will know the will of God then you will know the will of God. What is the will of God? And then he begins to say this, verse 3. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me 
Um, New King James says, because of the grace of God. God, give me. I give each of you this warning. Now, remember that what he said before about laying our life on the altar, transforming our mind, changing the way we think, there's a purpose for it. And he warns us, don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. So there's, there's a measure of faith that God gave you. And Apostle Paul says that you need to be careful the way you think of yourself. Because every time when you try to think highly of yourself, you're not functioning in the gift that God gave you. Or if you think low of yourself, you're also not functioning in the gift that God gave you. Now the purpose of us being changed, the purpose of us moving in the gift that gave, according to the faith and the measure of faith that He gave us, all this purpose is for one reason, because we are in the body. And then He continues in verse 4, for us, we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So. If I have a body, every member of my body has specific function that God made it to do. Imagine if, if my body was just a hand just moving around, just, it would be creepy. Um, uh, imagine if, if one of my, my hand would, would, would want to become a leg and, and it would be creepy. Um, the way our body functions, it's, it's, it's so beautiful, it's so right how God made it. And he compares it to the body of Christ. So we, being many, are one body in Christ. And individually, members of one another. So Apostle Paul says, the reason why you need to offer yourself as a living sacrifice the reason why you need to change the way you think is because you belong to the body of Christ. There's a cross for you to be changed. There's a cross for you for your mind to be transformed. There's a cross for you. Everything is accomplished on the cross. All you need to do every time you need to look at the cross. But the purpose is so you can function in the body. And then he continues, he says, if you have a gift of prophecy, prophesy. To the measure of your faith. If you have a gift of giving, give generously. And he begins to explain all those gifts, but the purpose is for us to function in the body of Christ. Can we have a worship team please come up? So we, being many, are one body in Christ. 
you are a member of a body. And here's the beauty, is that when you look at someone and they're moving in their gifts, you don't need to become them. You simply need to be you and realize that God placed gifts in you. Because I think the challenge our generation living is because they're struggling with their identity and every time they look someone that is successful or in the Christian culture they look someone that is anointed they want to become like them they begin to copy them they begin to act like them speak like them move like them dance like them they they do all this stuff to at least be close but here's the beauty it's when you function in the gifts that God placed in you he placed it in you, specific gift that only you can accomplish. And when you begin to function in the gift that God placed in you, that's the beauty. That's when the grace of God, Apostle Paul says, by the grace of God that God gave me, I tell you this. There was a, there was a measure of faith and there was a grace of God that was released on the life of Apostle Paul. And we, we see through the scripture how the grace of God was functioning. So Apostle Paul says, I warn you guys to move in the measure of faith that God gave you because it's only there that the grace of God will be released on your life. And every time we see people that are moving in their gifts and we see the grace of God, we, we, we are attracted to those people. Why? Because they're moving in the, in the gifts. And the only way we can be attractive to this world is you, when you and I, we more and more begin to move and function in the gifts and the measure of faith that God gave us. And the cross is the help in our life. It's, it's when my flesh arises in me and it says, no, you've, you've done so much, it's okay. Somebody, let somebody else do it. Let somebody else take care of it. Let somebody else offer. Let somebody else give. Let somebody else minister. But you say, no. I am a living sacrifice and you begin to look at the cross. Everything that tries to destroy you will actually heal you and promote you and bless you in your life. In Jesus name, Amen. Amen. Can we all rise? If you look in the Old Testament, every sacrifice that was brought on the altar, it was killed. It was killed and that sacrifice had no chance to run away from the altar. Had no chance. But the beauty is, Apostle Paul says, you and I, we are a living sacrifice. We are our living sacrifice. What does it mean? It means exactly what Apostle Paul says, if we suffer with Him, then we will be glorified with Him. Sometimes God has to take us through the moments where our flesh get to suffer, but the, at the end of the day, He is being glorified and we are being glorified with Him. Why? Because we are living sacrifice. Every day you get to choose. Every day you get to choose to stay or run. You get to choose. And I'm so thankful that 
God is leading this local body to a place where all of us will begin to sacrifice so much that we, we will be shocked. We will be surprised. Why? Because it's His grace that begins to guide us and lead us in a way that we would say, God, I want to I wanna do more. I want to serve more. I want to offer my home even more. I want to do this and this. Why? Because it's the grace of God when it begins to be released people being attracted to it in Jesus name can you lift your hands out all over this room and let's worship him let's worship right now just begin to thank him for the cross thank him thank him for the cross just just say God I, I'm I'm here because of the cross what I have is because of the cross where I'm at is because of the cross begin to thank him for the cross hallelujah Hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship. Come on, raise your voice right now. Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Hallelujah. 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 You know, Israelites that were killed by the snakes, the reason why God sent the snakes, it was because of their complaints and they did not give Him praise. You know, in our life, different snakes, they come when our praise, when our worship begin to fade away. When the cross is no valuable anymore different snakes begin to attack us and sometimes we might not know but we have to return and be thankful for what he's done for us because your thankfulness not somebody else's prayer for you yes it's important but your thankfulness can actually bring a breakthrough to you right now it's when you begin to praise him what he's done for you your thanksgiving your breakthrough is hidden in your thanksgiving to God it's there all you need to do, ignore your emotions, ignore your feelings, just stand on the Word of God and begin to thank Him what He's done for you. And you'll see how God will begin to move in your life. Come on, let's, let's worship Him. Hallelujah.